the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Living in the presence of God. So what does that actually look like? Well, let's talk about that. Living in the Presence of God. That's the title of our message today, and really it's a tall order to consider. What does it mean to live in God's presence? What does that look like? How do we live our lives day to day knowing that we do just exactly that, live in the light of God's presence? And we've got John chapter 8, verses 21 through 30 to help guide the way as we figure some of these questions out. Welcome. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Join us for the next half hour and be encouraged. Here's Pastor Napoleon now with today's broadcast. I want to revisit something that is important for all of us uh, as Christians, you know, we, we, we get to this place in our lives oftentimes where we're, we're so seeking God in a place that, it, we, that we do not really understand that walking with God and living with God is a lifestyle. And for every single one of us in this room, we have to learn to live in the presence of God, to live in God's presence. That every day, we don't just meet God here. God's not just in my prayer closet. God's not just, you know, in a, in a, on a retreat, in a retreat center, that, that God is with me everywhere at all times. There's not a time or a moment in my life after I've given my life to God that he isn't actively involved in my life. He's not acting involved in our lives. And I don't just mean from an omnipresent standpoint, meaning that God is everywhere at the same time, is not limited by time, space, or travel, that he's everywhere. I'm talking about the manifest presence of God. God's active presence is with you at all times. The Holy Spirit, he is with you at all times. And we have to learn to live in the presence of God, to enjoy God's presence, and most importantly, to be conscious of God's presence in our lives. That God is with me, that he's in me, that he's dwelling in me, and, he, and it's, and it's good, his good pleasure to be involved in every area and aspect of my life. We have to learn to live in God's presence. Jesus was not just seeking after the presence of God. He lived in the presence of God. This is what made him different, saints, than everyone else. It was the abiding, resting presence of God upon his life. As he walked through the streets of Jerusalem, as he traveled down dusty roads, as he got into boats, as he journeyed in, in desert situations, wherever he was at, 
the presence of God was manifest in his life. And it's the same thing for us. We have to see ourselves as not just people who enter into the presence of God, but who but individuals who are carriers of the presence of God. You become the body of Christ. You have become the temple of the living God. You have become the household of God. You are part of the family of God. You are a child of God. And when God gave you, and when, when, the, when God released into you the spirit of God, you became his house. We have to see this. And so we got to get out of this mentality where we're always telling ourselves, I have to go and get into the presence of God. I need to become more conscious, conscious of the presence of God and learn how to get my mind focused on who he is and then allow him to reveal his manifest glory in my life. This, this is what becomes of us when you're in the grocery store, when you're walking through the mall, when you're out there coaching, when you're, when you're on your job, that the presence of God is in your life. Be conscious of the presence of God. Be aware of the presence of God. Know that the presence of God is there. And the thing is, God is constantly trying to remind us that he's with us. Jesus knew this very clearly. And like I said, it's what made him different. And it caused people to stand in, in wonder and amazement. And so as Jesus is, is here, and he's getting ready to talk about his departure. He says some things here in verse 21. He says, then Jesus said to them again, I am, I am going away and you will seek me and will die in your sin. He says, where I go, you cannot come. He says, so the Jew said, will he kill himself? Because he says, where I go, you cannot come. And he said to them, you are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. Therefore, I said to you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he, the Christ, he says, you will die in your sins. Then they said to him, who are you? And, he, and Jesus said to them, just what I have been saying to you from the beginning. I could hear him saying that, you know. I told, I'm trying to tell y'all. Look at verse 26. I have many things to say and to judge concerning you, but he, God the Father who sent me, is true. And I speak to the world those things which I heard from him. They did not understand that he spoke to them of the Father. Now watch this. Then Jesus said to them, when you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing of myself he says but as my father taught me i speak these things and he who sent me is what with. come on y'all is what with. the father has not left me what alone. for i always do those things that please him as he spoke these words many believed in him and I think this is the thing that we have to get. Number one, that our Father has, is, is with us. That the Lord is with us. That he's constantly with me. Do you know that? Do you really, really have it in your spirit 
that that God is with me. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves. We have to speak to ourselves. We have to declare it. It's not a matter of you feeling a certain way. It's about you knowing the truth. And the truth is that my father is with me. In my highs and in my lows, in my peaks, in my valleys, and with the stress of life, with the strain of life, and all my successes, in the midst of me having failures, we have to have it in our mind that, God, you're with me. You're with me. And then Jesus says, not only with me, he was very clear. He says, he has not left me alone. And I think this is important, too, because sometimes, even as Christians, the devil will try to convince us that God has abandoned us. That he's not really with me. And, and if we're not careful, we'll just, this, this stuff that we read about will just be on the pages. It's not just on the pages. It should be written in our hearts. It should be inscribed on our minds. It should be a part of who we are. It should be something that, that we know that my father, I'm not alone. In the midst of the crowds, in the midst of rejection, in the midst of things that go on in my life, the bottom line is God hasn't left me and I am not alone. We become conscious of that when we're dealing with persecution as Christians. We become conscious of that when we're dealing with sometimes hatred from people. We become conscious of that when people lie on us, when people slander us, When people gossip about us, we become conscious of that when people praise us and when people tell us how great we are. Knowing God is with us and we're never alone helps to keep us balanced and stable in the midst of anything we're going through in life. Can I have an amen, y'all? I mean, this is the key is really knowing that God is with me. Can I have an amen, y'all? This is what we have to have in our spirit. Is that God is with me. Jesus knew this. So going to the cross, although it was painful and he knew it was necessary, he was willing. Why? Because he knew his father was with him. He was conscious of his father's presence. Walking through the streets, dealing with the Pharisees, dealing with the Sadducees, dealing with his disciples, dealing with issues. Jesus knew that his father was with him and that he had not left him alone. And for all of us here, we have to make sure this becomes a part of our lifestyle is that God, you're with me. You're with me. And he who sent me is with me. Verse 29, the father has not left me alone for I always do those things that please him. And as he spoke those words, these words, many believed in him. You know, this is a promise that God, he makes to to us. Go to uh, John 14. Let's look at verses 19 on down to 24. John 14, verse 19 on down. Listen what he says. He says, a little while longer and and the world will see me no more. He says, but you will see me because I live. You will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in my father And you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and do what? Manifest myself to him. 
Judas, Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my words, my word, and my father will love him. Now watch this. And we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. And so this is a promise. And we have to see this, that it is God's desire to make his home with us. It is his desire that, and I want to say, listen to what I'm saying, saints, to make his, he wants to live at your house. He wants to live in you. He wants to abide in you. He wants to come home, kick his feet up, relax, and chill in you. Can I have an amen, y'all? But this is, this is what he's conveying. He didn't say, I want to come and visit you. He didn't say, I want to come and hang, hang out for a little while. It's God's desire to make his home with us. But the question is, are we creating an environment that causes him to feel welcome? Doing our own thing doesn't make him feel welcome. Rebellion doesn't make him feel welcome. Partying on Saturday night and coming to church on Sunday night doesn't make him feel welcome. Cussing and lying doesn't make him feel welcome. There's things that God shows us through his word, and we're going to see some things here that, that will not cause God to feel welcome. It will, for us, we have to constantly be aware of this because I'm, I'm living in the presence of God. I can't just be concerned about how I'm feeling. I have to consciously be aware that there's somebody else riding in me and living in me. And I want to do the best that I can to make him feel comfortable as I journey through this life. Woo, I feel the anointing on this right now. That, that makes him feel comfortable as I'm journeying through this life. Does my speech make him feel comfortable? Does my, does, do my desires make him feel comfortable? Does he feel like he's welcome in my life and in, in my human shell? Does he feel comfortable here? And all of us have to be aware of this because when we're living our lives, it's not just about running to our prayer closet. We're bringing God wherever we go. It becomes our lifestyle. And so Jesus tells them very clearly in verse 23. If He says, Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. It becomes... A lifestyle. It become, we become his dwelling place. And we stop. And we have to ask ourselves every day when we get up in the morning, God, I, Lord, I, am I doing what I need to do to make sure you feel comfortable and at home here with me? A lot of people don't think like that, saints. It, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't compute. It's, you know, God is at church. No, he's not just at the church building. God is in my prayer closet. No, he's not just in your prayer closet. God is, is with me when I start reading my Bible. No, no, no. He becomes, you becomes his home. And we have to ask ourselves, 
How does God feel about what I'm watching on TV? Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We have to ask ourselves, saints, the most important person in your life is God, is God. He's the most important person. He said he wants to make his home with us. Amen. Now, if we want to become more conscious and aware of God's presence in our life, there's a couple things that I wrote down, three things here that I think will help us so that we do become more conscious of his, of his presence and, and we find ourselves uh, just constantly feeling and knowing that, that God is, is, is in our midst. Number one, we see it right here in verse 21. Look at verse 21 in chapter 14 of John. It says here, He says, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. He says, and I will love him and do what? Manifest myself to him. And so the first thing that I want you to write down here is that we have to keep God's word. We don't want to just hear it, but we want to keep it. Jesus said if we keep his commandments, if we keep his word, this helps us to become more conscious of the presence of God in our lives. And it's important because what happens is the Holy Spirit will constantly bring to our remembrance those things which the Lord has said to us. And it keeps us on point with God. And I think it's important that we, that we realize it's not just people come to church and they hear it, but the, the goal is how can I take what I'm hearing and apply it to my life? I want to get this down in my spirit so it becomes my lifestyle. I want to know about justification. I want to know about righteousness. I want to know about holiness. I want to, ho- I want to know about, uh, uh, about the Godhead. I want to understand who the Holy Spirit is. Uh, Lord, teach me about who you are through the scripture. I want to know more about who you are. Lord, teach me about what Apostle Paul said concerning you. I want to understand about the minor prophets and the major prophets and the, and the book of Psalms. And the, I want to, God, help me to get into the word so I can keep your word and become more enlightened and conscious of your presence. It's important for us to do this, that we take time to study. You know, we study magazines, and we'll study the stats of players that we like, and we'll study what ESPN is saying, and we'll study what we're saying in Cosmopolitan Magazine, all this stuff. And we know what house is on the market now, at what price. And we know when they, we get a bling when they reduce the price. And we know about the schools, and we know about the, about the colleges, and we know, but do we know our Bibles? Do we know our, and are we willing to keep what God has said in his word? To stop and say, Lord, I want to keep your word. The more we keep God's word, he says that he would come and he manifest himself to us. We're making the investment. We're showing God that we're serious. We're showing God that we're hungry. We're showing God that we're thirsty, that we want to be more aware of his presence, that we want him to know that we're serious about the relationship. We want God to know that we, we love this covenant that we have. Can I preach this this morning? That we, we want God to know that we love this covenant that we have with him. I want to know more about this covenant. I want to understand it. 
And God said, I'll manifest myself to you if you keep my commands. If we get into God's word and we start keeping what he says, Lord, teach me how to be faithful to you, how to be faithful to my wife, how to be faithful raising my kids, how to be faithful in my church. It's amazing how so many, some people, they, 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 they know how to be so critical of God's church and, and the church ain't doing this and the church not doing that and the church not. Well, you're not reading your Bible because if you read your Bible, you know you shouldn't be talking about the bride of Christ. Saints, we got to get, we got to understand this because this is what God is trying to do. And then God says, I'll manifest myself to you. This is the first thing that we highlight here. And how we're going to become more conscious is aware of God's presence. God takes his word and it becomes life to us. And we live in God's presence. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. We'll go over here. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17. On down to 20. Apostle Paul is talking to the church of Ephesus. And he's giving them the church at Ephesus and he's giving them. Insight into the whole armor of God. And as he talks about the whole armor of God, he gets down here into verse 17. And he says, and take the helmet of salvation. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, look at this. He says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. He says, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication, he says, for all the saints and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in change, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. He's talking about the whole armor of God and how we're in this world and there's going to be Spiritual battles that we have to fight. Principalities and powers and the wicked rulers of the darkness of this age. And a host of wickedness in the heavenly places. And he's, he's telling us we have to, we have to fight. And, and as we're in this fight that we got to be clothed the right way. We have to have the, the breastplate of righteousness and the shield of faith. And, and we have to have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And, and he's talking about this. And then he says that we have to learn to pray always. Somebody say always. He says always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And what is he saying? He's saying that your, he's basically saying your prayer should be a lifestyle. That prayer should be a way of life. That you're always open to the divine communication because you're continually conscious of God's presence. And for us, it's the same thing. Prayer, prayer, a lifestyle of prayer is going to help us to become more conscious of God's presence. Our private prayer, now watch this, saints. Our private prayer must turn into constant prayer. We can't say, I got to run to my prayer closet. We see twice, I think, two or three times in the Bible where Jesus went up to the mountain to pray alone. Most of the time when you read the Gospels, 
And I'm saying we need to pray every day, and we should have times when we get away and pray. All those things are great. But if, if you and I think that that's the only time that we can get with God, then we're missing the mark on this. Amen? This has to become a lifestyle. Jesus was in the midst of all kinds of people pulling on him, talking to him, trying to trip him up, getting him involved in all kinds of, of stuff, and, 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 and trying, the devil, trying to tempt him and test him. And in the midst of all of this, you see, he maintained his connection with the Father. He was constantly in that mode where when people would come to try to tip, trip him up, because it was a prayer lifestyle for him, he knew, oh, you're trying to trip me up. You never see Jesus get too high. You never see him get too low. He was steady in the midst of all the pressures of life and everything that was going on around him. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925 925- Two nine two seventy eight hundred. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, twenty three thirty three Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California. The zip code nine four five five one. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.